If you're getting people on sales calls or in meetings and no one is ever questioning your price, or maybe they have no objections as to how much you're charging, then either you're doing one of two things. Either you're mastering sales and you probably should be teaching it, or you may actually be undercharging. And so in this episode, what we're going to dive into is this whole idea of undercharging, what it means for our business, how it can be keeping us from generating the revenue and the profits and the profitability in our businesses that we would like and why we as women and consultants tend to suffer with this the most. There's a misconception that we don't exist, that somehow our ability to excel at the highest level of our industry is limited, that overcoming barriers as a woman of color would be insurmountable. But what would happen if we decided to venture out on our own despite everything we're up against? I'll tell you. Welcome to the Black Girls Consult 2 podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Angelina Davis, a healthcare consultant, consulting coach, high performance fanatic, wife, and proud girl mom. I help transform female professionals into thriving solo consultants. And just like you, I'm wearing all the hats and doing all the things. So this podcast is to empower the busy female professionals to move past fear to start and grow a successful consulting business, despite the obstacles you may encounter. We'll dive deep into consulting practice, business strategy, mindset, and more. So grab your cup of coffee or tea if that's your thing, and let's get started. are just now tuning in to this podcast. My name is Dr. Angelina Davis and I am your host. I am a healthcare consultant, been in the field for over seven years now. I am also the founder of Excel at Consulting. And um, in that particular role, I am able to help others build and grow thriving consulting practices. So if you are tuning in for the first time, welcome, welcome, welcome. And if this is completely um, your weekly thing, then thank you for tuning back in again. So, you know, as women, we are actually notorious for undercharging. We really are. Now, I am not one who believes in really raising your rates just for any reason. So I know that we hear that all the time. You need to raise your rates. You need to charge what you're worth. And, you know, from my standpoint, really, that is more so of a trend or a cute saying, but it's not really what we should be acting on. You know, you definitely have to be able to deliver a clear return on investment for the services that you provide and that you offer, Uh, you know, but really... In all honesty, we as women typically only charge a fraction of what our male counterparts would charge. And, you know, this is for the exact same services or oftentimes I would I would venture to say actually better and more comprehensive services at times. And so, you know, we are definitely not asking for what we really could be demanding in our industry. And one of the ways that this typically shows up is it can show up and manifest as near burnout or, you know, exhaustion or maybe even lagging financial goals because it's all stemming from the fact that we have a boatload of client work with just a quarter of the pay. 
Now, I'm not going to let you blame your clients, just like I'm not going to blame mine, uh, because we are responsible for the clients that we attract. And to be all in all honesty, it's not their fault that we are unable to really ask for what we should be asking for, for the services that we provide. What I've actually noticed over time is that it has little to do with clients that we are attracting, although we can be attracting the wrong clients for the services that we offer. It definitely has little to do with how valuable our services actually are because typically they are far more valuable than we are, you know, charging and that we are being compensated for. What I've actually realized uh, is that most people suffer with and suffer from limiting beliefs. And these limiting beliefs can keep you really stuck at this lower price point. And we have the ability to charge more, but because we, for a number of reasons, can't really grasp this whole concept of our value and our worth, then it leads us to not ask for really the, the pricing that we should. So that's why I want us to dive deeper in that into that today, because I think that there's a lot that we can gain from this conversation that will help us raise our prices and actually make a little bit more money. <laughs> so now if you are starting out in your business and you're thinking about what you should charge and how you should price your services. This can be very, um, you know, a very stressful time because you don't necessarily know what others are charging. You don't know what your services are worth. You don't know how you should be marketing yourself and, and kind of positioning yourself in the market with regards to pricing. And because of that, we sometimes fall into the trap of really beginning to create prerequisites for ourselves. And these are prerequisites that really we've created that no one even expects to exist. So this is one of the first limiting beliefs or roadblocks that we that we have. It often happens because in our minds, we've determined that certain individuals in our industry who've been practicing for a long time, or maybe are those who are respected role models in our industry, that somehow they have risen to the point where they can ask for a, a certain amount for the services that they are going to, to offer. Or maybe they deserve to be paid more because they've been in the industry uh, for a long period of time. And so in our minds, we've created this kind of like checklist and hierarchy as to how we need to move through the industry in order to get to the point where we can pretty much charge a, a certain rate. Meanwhile, the thing is, our audience has absolutely no clue what this hierarchy is. Our audience doesn't know that there is this preconceived notion in our minds as to what we should be charging, right? And so we are holding ourselves to this false criteria, this criteria that we've created falsely so that we can somehow make ourselves feel as if we are moving to a certain level within our industry based upon previous standards. And that is just it's just not true. It doesn't exist. There is no real hierarchy. There is no, you know, no ladder that we have to climb in our own businesses. That's something that we're carrying over from our corporate, you know, jobs and the corporate mindset, thinking that there has to be a hierarchy. We need to move up this pay scale in order to get to the point where we can charge a certain amount. And so because we're still carrying this whole mindset over into our businesses, that's keeping us from really charging what we could be charging for the, the amount of value that we're providing. So, you know, the one thing that we have to do is stop creating these extra hurdles for ourselves, right? 
We can't sit and create obstacles that aren't there, especially because that's going to keep us from really generating the the type of income and revenue that we need to make our businesses profitable so that they can last over time. It's not necessarily about just making money, although that is a benefit of the work that we do. It really is about having money so that we can run our businesses so that we can stay in this industry and really make a greater impact over time, that takes money. It takes money in order to do that. And so, you know, when we're creating this hierarchy, when we're creating these, uh, you know, I would say, false ladders that we have to climb, then we're making it more difficult for us to generate the revenue that we need in order to be profitable. So one of the first things that we need to change, one of the first limited beliefs we need to, you know, kind of erase and crush and and push aside is this whole thought that there are prerequisites to us being able to charge a certain amount for our services. We don't have to do that. There's no ladder you no longer have to climb. There is the ability for you to generate the income that you want to generate in your business right now, and you don't need the okay in order to do that. So that's the first thing. Get rid of those obstacles that you're creating for yourself, because trust me, no one is going through that checklist for you. Now, the the second thing is that we often undervalue what we have to offer, and that's because we are used to doing the work. We can do it swiftly. We can, you know, get to the outcome with little obstacles in the way. We know how to navigate our journey. We are used to really producing results. And because we're used to doing that, because that comes more natural to us based on our years of, you know, education or, you know, job skills, experience, expertise, then we think that others can do the same, but that's not true. So whatever you're bringing to the table regards to, you know, the, the advice, the knowledge, the insight that you're providing to the clients that you're serving, that is something that would take them an extended period of time to try and replicate if they could ever do it. And so, because you don't recognize your full value, how you're able to impact their lives or impact their business and help them to grow and help them to reach their goals, then you are going to definitely have difficulty charging more for your services because in your mind, you're thinking that that it's little or nothing to do, that it's something that everyone can offer. But that's where the value of really sharing your unique perspective really comes into play. Because when you are providing insight that only you can provide, meaning that if they go to another consultant for help, in your industry, they're not going to get the same advice. They're not going to get your frameworks. They're not going to get your formula. They're not going to get your years of experience. They're not going to get those things because you hold that. You're the key to that. You're the key to that change into, you know, their growth into them reaching a new level. So when you recognize the value that you bring to the table and what you're able to help your clients achieve, then it's much easier for you to then sit down and say that you need to charge more appropriately based upon what you are able to generate as a return on their investment. 
So that is going to be key moving forward is to truly get to the point where you are valuing your service to the same degree that the clients that are seeking your help are valuing your help, right? They're coming to you for advice because they know that you're an expert. They're coming to you because they see the work that you're doing. They're coming to you because they know the results that you provided for other people in their industry or other people in their field. And so they recognize your value. The, the problem is that you just don't recognize the value that you actually offer yourself. And so because of that, it leads you to cut your costs, thinking that people will not pay for your services or that they can't pay for your services. Look, I, I tell people all the time, people will pay for anything and everything that they truly desire. If anyone will go out and pay, you know, hundreds of dollars for tennis shoes, trust me, they will pay the money to get the guidance in order to, you know, improve their lives to make this drastic change in their lives or to build a business that is going to really transform the legacy that they're able to leave for themselves and their kids, right? They're going to do that because they recognize that it's something that they need. And so we don't need to worry about what people can or cannot do. We don't need to, you know, worry about what others are, are maybe willing to pay because whoever finds value in your services will also find value in making the investment. And so that is something that you want to always remember. That's why we're no longer going to undervalue what we have to offer. We're going to recognize that we have immense value and then we're going to price ourselves appropriately. Now, the third thing, and this comes up often, is that many times when we're thinking about this whole aspect of, you know, pricing our services and really how we should charge, we either don't have a relative comparison or we're allowing someone else's pricing to dictate how much we're charging. And, you know, I see this often when people have not done a very thorough market assessment or market research. Um, In those particular instances, what happens is that, you know, you don't know the going rate in your industry for the service that you provide. And you need to be able to compare somewhat apples to apples, right? You want to make sure that you're comparing your offer to something that is similar. And when you do that and you have an idea as to what kind of like the the market value is for that service, then that's how you can determine whether or not you need to elevate your service to offer more so that you can provide more value or you need to make the price adjustment. So when we have this understanding of what is happening in our industry and what people are charging, that that can be helpful in us determining what we want our rates to be. Now, the problem that we run into after that point, even if you've done the market research, is that sometimes we do the research and then we decide to price ourselves based upon what someone else is charging. Do not do that. (laughs) Do not do that. Because in reality, a lot of others are also undercharging. And so if you base your pricing on someone else who's undercharging, then guess what? You both are out there undercharging for your services. And this is often very common because like I said, many times we as, as women, we will often undercharge for the services that we provide. And so if you're looking at another woman and consultant, another female in your industry, and engaging your price based upon, you know, her her services because 
just naturally, you know, that's probably who you're more commonly networking with in in most cases, not always, because we definitely want to be very diverse in our networking circles. Uh, But if you are gauging that pricing and you decide to, you know, match that, just know that you may be matching a price that is not anywhere near what you should be asking for. So what I always recommend is that, yes, do your market research, get that information so you can gauge what the feel is in your industry for you know what people are charging and what your, your clients are willing to pay or used to paying. But always know that there are individuals that will pay for a luxury service. There is a reason why, you know, there are brands like, you know, Prada or there are Teslas on the road because people are willing to pay for luxury. They're willing to pay for being part of of a community, having belonging or having a mission. They're willing to pay for other elements of value. And so you can't use someone else's pricing to dictate yours, but you can use your market to begin to gauge where you want to position your services with regards to your price. So now that we've talked about some of the hangups that we have and that we've often allowed to keep us, you know, in this stagnant place with regards to generating more revenue and building our our financial stability in our in our business or for um, for our businesses. Then I want to talk really briefly about how we can begin to think about pricing and how we price our services a little bit differently. So, you know, we talked about how oftentimes uh, we are creating hurdles for ourselves because we're developing a hierarchy for um, our pricing based upon how long we've been in practice or maybe how, how recognized we are in the industry. One of the first things I want to recommend is that you decide for yourself how you want to be perceived. And so if you want to be perceived as an elite consultant in your industry and you have the knowledge and the experience to be able to uh, really back that, to support that and to offer results and outcomes that in essence would correlate with you being an elite consultant in your industry, then do that. You don't have to sit back and wait to be out here practicing for 10, 20 years before you decide to, you know, elevate your business and your practice. If that is the type of service you want to offer, decide that that's what you want to offer. And then you want to work on building your expert brand and your platform to be able to um, to really sell that to the clients that you serve. Now, the second thing is that if you are undervaluing your offer and not really understanding the value that you provide, then I want you to step back and really make a list of everything that you're able to offer your clients. I want you to think about things such as, you know, whether or not you're able to save them a lot of time. Are you getting them to their goal or to their end result faster? Are you helping them make more money? Are you cutting costs so they're able to save money? Are you giving them a sense of belonging? Are you providing something that's innovative and new so they can stand out in their industry? Are you able to allow them to be empowered and to do more in their business because they have more clarity and a proper mindset? 
Understand your value. Understand the value of what you have to offer. And when you actually sit down and write all these things out and you compare that with elements of your process or your framework, then you know that you have something to stand on. You can speak to the value that you're offering your clients and you can price for that. So I want you to do kind of an assessment of your offer and think about what are the elements of value that you're providing? What are those things that you're providing to your client that you can speak to, that you can prove and that you can show based upon the results that other other clients have had and the results you may have had for yourself. So that is another way for you to really gauge the, the totality of the value that you're offering. Make that list, comb through that list, really think through how you are really offering more value to the clients you serve and then begin to price appropriately for that value. And, you know, the last thing that we talked about is this whole relative comparison. So what I like to say is that based upon that that perception that you want to create, right? Whether or not you want to be an elite consultant, whether or not you want to be someone who is more affordable in your market so that you are able to help those who may not have access to uh, to larger consulting firms or um, other entities, however you want to position yourself, however you want to be perceived, once you've determined that, then I want you to do your market research and have a general comparison of others that align with that type of brand. Once you find that alignment, then I want you to consider, do you want to fall on the higher end of that or on the lower end? These are things that you want to begin to determine for yourself. Don't allow somebody else to determine it for you. And also don't allow fear to determine it for you. So I don't want you to be afraid of charging more. If you want to be the go-to person that is providing the luxury experience and top line experience in your industry, and you want to charge for that, do it. There's no reason why you should not be able to do it. The only thing that you have to make sure of is that you can speak to that in the return on investment that you're providing. And what I always like to tell clients is that a good gauge of this is looking at what someone is going to get as a outcome, as a return for their investment in your services and try to 10 times that, 10x that. Try to 10x that. So if someone is able to generate a result that may translate into, you know, something like a a $10,000, you know, savings, then maybe you want to charge $1,000 for that particular service or that particular offer because you're going to 10 times or 10x that um, in, in the outcome and in the return. And there are ways to even take things that are intangible and give them a more tangible outcome so that you can come up with this, this clear return on investment that you can speak to. And once you know that in your mind, it's going to be super simple for you to ask for a higher price because now you have a lot of other things to stand on. You're not just shooting in the dark. You're not just coming up with some some random number. You're basing that on the return that you're able to provide. You're basing that on the perception that you want to have in your industry. You're also basing that on, you know, the value that you're able to offer and prove, you know, by based on what your client is experiencing, what other clients have experienced in the past. So (laughs) I hope this begins to help you think about pricing differently so that you are not stuck with limiting yourself to a, a set price for your services that 
number one, feels uncomfortable for you because you know in your mind, in the back of your mind, you know you should be charging more. People are telling you you should be charging more because either you're over delivering over and over again and they have absolutely no problem paying that rate. You're getting absolutely no pushback um, or you just see the misalignment when you look at others in your industry and you feel as if, hey, you know, they're charging a lot more and I'm only charging a fraction of that, but I know I have tons more to offer. Whenever you find yourself in that position, then it is time to raise your rates. So I hope this conversation has been helpful for you. I hope it helps you think through some of the things that may be limiting you currently and some of the things that you may want to adjust and and really um, use your advantage so that you can price more appropriately for the awesome services that you provide. All right, guys, until next time, I hope that you have a great week. If you enjoyed this podcast, do not forget to share this with others. If you are able to screenshot it, share it on your social media platform and definitely leave a review either on Apple Podcasts or rate the podcast on Spotify. I would definitely love it because it helps me get this message out to others. All right. Until next time, take care. Thank you for tuning in to the Black Girls Consult 2 podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, be sure to leave your review on Apple Podcasts. Subscribe and share it with a friend. We're on a mission to increase the success and longevity of women in consulting, and you can help us do that. Also, I'd love to hear from you, so let's connect at Dr. Angelina Davis on Instagram or LinkedIn. And don't forget to visit ExcelAtConsulting.com for more information to support your consulting journey. Until next time, take care.